It's a great day in Tarpon Springs, and welcome to the Tarpon Springs app. This podcast is brought to you by the Tarpon Springs app that you can download in the App Store and Google Play. Just simply type in Tarpon Springs and download the app. So let's get to the show this morning. Let's hear a word from our sponsor, and we'll get this show started. Thank you. Hey, this is Jason from Brighter Days Brewing in Tarpon Springs, Florida, welcoming you to come up and enjoy a beer with us out on our outdoor patio right off the Pinellas Trail. While you're in town, please support other local businesses. We got all the drinkeries. We got breweries, wineries, distilleries. Come on up here and have a great time. Hope to see you soon. I want to welcome everybody back to the podcast. Uh, today we have a special guest with us. Um, it's Mr. Richard Green. Uh, he was born in Melrose, Mass. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about his military career and what he's done for this country and how he served this country uh, throughout his life. Um, he was enlisted in the military on August 15th, 1958. He did his tour in Korea. He did two tours in Vietnam. Um, he left the military on September 30th, 1978. He was in the Army and he achieved the rank of E7, Chief Warrant Officer. How are you doing today, Richard? I'm doing fine. So what I, what I wanted to talk with the audience is a little bit, I, I want our audience that is um, you know, young, some of them may not even know about Vietnam, know about Korea, know what was going on during this time and, and place and everything. And I would like to start in your life basically, um, why you enlisted in the Army, first of all, when you were, were a young man? I didn't want to go to jail. You didn't want to go to jail, huh? <laughs> that's that's a good reason to get in the military, I would say, back then. No, I was... I had uh, been laid off from my job, and uh, my dad and I talked, and I he suggested I go into service, and I thought he was right. So what was it? How did you do it? What did you, you go down to an enlistment yeah, office? I went down and... Uh, the army recruiter and talked to him and they said come on boy that was it you signed yeah. up so on the day you left for the military where did they take you first where did you head out to first went into boston and the naval shipyard and they uh put me on a bus and sent me to fort dix new jersey fort dix new jersey that was that was your boot camp yep that was basic training and then how long were you in boot camp there for eight weeks eight weeks of boot camp and did, were your family able to come see you graduate? I know some of the Marines did that. And... I don't remember graduating. I remember my dad come down there one time and uh, said, let's go to the races. I said, I don't have a pass. I can't go. So we bummed around there and on Fort Dix for a while. And he went back to Boston and I went back to the barracks. Okay, now, so after your, um, after your experience in boot camp, uh, what job did they assign? What did you? What did they say you were going to be doing? They sent me to Fort Knox, Kentucky, to be a, a tanker. A tanker. Yeah, I was in armor, and I learned uh, how to shoot the main gun, uh, drive, load, and everything about the weapon. What type of tank was it? It was, a, if I remember right, it was an M48 tank. M48 tank. Yeah. How many crew in the tank when you're running it? It was uh, four. Four crewmen. Loader, driver, gunner, and tank commander. They get hot in there? 
No. No? No. No. It got cold in Korea. Good Lord, it did. But thank heavens they had heaters. They, when I got to Germany, they didn't have uh, heaters in them. No heaters My in first them. tour. Your first tour. Yeah. Those are all operated on diesel, correct? No. No. That was gasoline. Gasoline. Yeah. Motors. Then they went to diesel. Oh, got that. So, so when? How long were you in the states before they actually de- deployed you overseas? Well, I went to to uh, Germany in. I went into service in August, and I went to Germany in December. I got there in uh, January, and that was the roughest ride I've ever had in my life going across the North Atlantic. Was it on boat? Yeah, it was. Everybody was sick except me. And they sent me up to uh, the captain's mess in a little Filipino cook. He said, clean out that refrigerator. And he opened it up and I looked at that and I said, oh Lord. And I, I stepped out of the, 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 the room was small and I stepped out of it and there was a door right to my left. And I opened that door and I swear to God, Top of the waves were above the ship, and I talked to Ralph for a long time. <laughs> you Ralphed a long time. Yeah, right? I sure did. <laughs> now, how many people were on this boat when they were transporting you over? How do you think? I have no idea. It was a large ship. Yeah, it was a big ship. Now, what port did you arrive in? Bremerhaven, Bremerhaven, Germany. And from there, we went to Augsburg in an old constabulary. German Army Constabulary uh, barracks, and uh, if you went in this door and you were going to be assigned to the, the last bed, you had a hell of a long walk to get to it. Uh-huh. And every morning they they wake us up with the song "Welcome Home." You've been gone so long. Now what? Okay, Mike, I'm thinking this Germany thing. I. I you get over there. This is in the 50s still, right? You're in 1958. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how were the German people treating you? Nice. They were very nice. They were very you. nice. In fact, I got to uh, Augsburg and was sent down to Munich to the 34th Armor. And the, uh, the German folks down there in Munich were really nice. They really were. Now, did you learn much German while you were there? Did you speak any? I carry on a conversation but not very good did you know how to order a beer oh yeah oh okay yeah i learned that right away <laughs> i know my my stepdad when he was there he had all these mugs that were beer steins and yeah. everything they're real decorative beautiful with the lid top and everything he had tons of those that he brought back from germany i guess they were popular over there at that time my last tour over there i stole beer mugs beer glasses <laughs> <laughs> Everybody came back with him for some reason. I, I saw that with my stepdad and everything. Now, while you're in Germany, you were stationed there. Um, you were still doing the tank. Yeah. At that time. Yeah. And were you, were you training in the area in Germany? They were training. Yeah, we w- we would go to uh, to Slashheim, which was right outside of our our concern, which is there. The concern was uh, the barracks area. The and then they would send us from uh, our concern up to Aug, not Augsburg, but uh, Hornfell, Baumholder, Grafenbeer, different training areas. Now, during this time, did you did you 
form a relationship with good friends. We've all oh, yeah. we've like part of the team and everything yeah. together. You uh, you better get along real good with the other guys in the crew because you ain't gonna go anyplace but in that tank. Right. And there wasn't that much room. Right. I could see that and stuff. So you really couldn't lay down to to sleep or anything. Yeah, just sleep pretty well sitting up. Now, when when you went to the mar uh, went into the military, did you leave a girlfriend behind? Did you have a relationship or anything? No, no relationship no. time. So you were a single guy. You went in. Brothers and sisters, though. Yeah, I had two brothers and a sister. Since then, uh, two of my younger brothers have passed away, and my sister and I are the, the last ones in our family. So the old tough guy's still yeah. here. Okay, I can see that. <laughs> so, I see that. So let's let's uh, move forward a little bit. Let's go into when you first get deployed to Korea and you got called up and you're you're heading over to the Korean War. Oh, I didn't go into war. I, uh, well, we, there's never been a peace treaty signed over there. Right. And I went over there. Um, oh God, I got married the first time in '61. I went over there in '61, and. Uh, I was in tanks over there, and it uh, it was quite interesting. They, in some of our training, we loaded up on an LST and, and backed out of the harbor and went around uh, uh, the horn of the, the peninsula of Korea and made an, an amphibious landing on the other side and loaded back out and came back. Funny part was when we got back, that had rained so much from this monsoon that uh, we couldn't get across the bridge going into our barracks. We we were probably two miles from our barracks and we couldn't get there because the, the uh, pontoon, pontoon, the Bailey Bridge had floated away. Okay. And uh, we had to stay on the on the other side of the river. Would well, that have been something like the Army Corps engineers probably put in or something? Yeah. The bridge oh, that, yeah. That's what they did. Oh, yeah. That in and stuff. So you couldn't even get back to your barracks after the No, it, it was just about a week before we got back. The river went down enough where we could ford it. So you stayed on the, did you stay on the vessel that you were? No, we were, we had, we got off that LST in, in uh, Seoul. They put us on a train, tied our tanks down on the train and we, Rode our tanks back to uh, to uh, Camp not Camp Casey, but Tondushan, where Camp Casey is. Offloaded and road marched up to Camp Beavers. I don't think Camp Beavers is there anymore. It's been so long. But uh, I met the Korean. Yeah. Now, when when you were there, did you go into Seoul much? Did you go into? No, I I went into Seoul one time. One time. Yeah. Most of the time you spent outside the city yeah. and stuff like that. And they just they still stayed in the tanks and that's what you were yeah. trained to do. So I, st I stayed in tanks till 1970. Did you 69. ever go, did you ever go to the demilitarized zone? No, because that's off limits to us. Okay. We were, we were north of the 38th parallel. And I think there was one or two other, uh, units up there and we're north of the 38th parallel everybody else was south and we were in uh, m47 tanks and they later gave us uh, m60 a1s okay which was 
Pretty nice. That was a big upgrade, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like going from a Volkswagen to a Cadillac. Just about. That's <laughs> Just about. More room. But we, uh, we did pretty good in Korea. So, we really did. So how, how was the, um, you know, typically the, we don't hear the talk of the, um, the people that were in the military and how they felt about, um, what the government was doing at that time. Did you feel like as, as the people of America and everything, you were doing the right thing at the time being there and everything? I thought I was doing the right thing. I don't know whether the people thought I was doing the right thing. Right. But, uh, we, uh. We earned our pay. Yeah. We did, he sure did. Well, Kennedy was president at that time you were there, right? Yes, he sure was. The, the tour in Korea was 12 months. Okay. And Kennedy, that was the Kennedy extension. If you had a long tour, which was two years or more, you got another year added on. And if you were in Korea, you got six months added on. And I was awarded six months. I guarantee you I didn't appreciate it. You were a lucky guy that day, huh? <laughs> oh, God. If I had, we went, when we went over there on a ship, uh, we landed in Japan, and uh, two days later, we, they pulled us out of there and sent us into Seoul. But if they had waited another day, I'd have missed that extension, and I'd have come home in a year. Missed it by a day. Yeah. It's like saying you're lucky. Oh. <laughs> now, how, how many years did you spend? 16 months in Korea? Yeah. yeah. And then you got to come back stateside. Yeah. You, uh, you go back home to Boston to visit family and everything? Uh, I was married at that time. Yeah, my wife was staying with my father and stepmother. Okay. And I went back there and got her and uh, my little girl. Okay. And then... Uh, where did we go from there? Oh, God, I can't Where'd you get stationed? Fort Hood, Texas. Fort Hood, Texas. Yep. And you got stationed in Fort Hood. So what we're going to do, um, we want to get into uh, your transition to the Vietnam War and stuff. And uh, we're going to go into that in the audience. Uh, that is going to be for our part two session. Uh, so I want to thank Richard for part one here and uh, talking about this. And then uh, we're going to take a break and uh, listen. You can come back and listen to the next episode. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to today's episode. This is the Tarpon Springs Podcast. If you have any information you'd like to get on the Tarpon Springs Podcast, please email us at info at tarponspringsapp.com and we'd be glad to uh, let our listeners listen to your information on, uh, on our episode. So we want to thank everyone for listening today and good day. Thank you.